Hello, everyone, and welcome. First, I want to say thank you for coming to sit down and talking with me. I'm very excited to hear all your different thoughts and perspectives, as well as some of the things that may be troubling you and some questions you may have. But first, I'd like you all to introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Courtney. I don't do drugs. Oh, hey, how you doing? I'm Jordan. That was it? The fuck more do I need to introduce myself with? There it is. I need a fucking <laughs> entrance statement, mission statement. There it is. Stop trying to be fucking Barry Manilow. I'm not Barry Manilow? That's yes. who? Barry yes. Manilow. Oh, Mandy. Go ahead. <laughs> never cease to amaze me. So I was about to say, give me a Barry Manilow. <laughs> <laughs> Something else, I don't know why you have Why do you know that? Like, why is this at the front of your mind? Barry Manilow's on the show. See, new shit. That's, you're doing better. Hi, I'm Marcus. Thanks for having me. Uh, what's going on, everybody? My name's Boris. All right. Now that we've all met, let's get started, shall we? Let me lay on the line. I got a little friggin' inside. Let you know that the man... I guess we should start off introducing ourselves. I'm Marcus. Oh, I am the Shaolin Fantastic <laughs> like, Provider. You know what I mean? It is Boris. Pleasure to meet everyone. I hope you have a blessed day. Staying healthy, staying free. I know I had the rainbow circle before you started talking. <laughs> Should I go? I mean, Mommy, the floor is yours. Okay, I'm Sam. Thanks for the introduction, fellas. <laughs> oh, were we supposed? Were we supposed to I don't have know. like the, the like nah, nigga. ready with the like the bio scripts? To Why is that nah, nigga? I, I feel like we respect. dropped the ball on that. You're not. You're not. You're not a. You're not. A, you're not a guest anymore. You. you I have been on the show, here. but nobody heard it because once it's again, all... another ball was dropped. <laughs> Why do y'all keep doing that to me? <laughs> yeah, it was thrown on the floor. It wasn't. They deleted my episode. Whoa, accusations. <laughs> now the slander begins because I didn't get the respect that I deserved. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go forward with slander. <laughs> let me prepare my um. Let me just get ready. <laughs> Why is that that right? <laughs> this is this is where we're gonna be at. I'm gonna just get ready. <laughs> We're Elmo watching the world blow up. I'm going to continue yeah. introducing myself. My name is Sam. I host a podcast called Inner Ho Uprising. It's about sex, love, and dating from the perspective of four queer black feminists. And I'm also a podcast producer. And I'm happy to mm. be here. Mm, talk your shit. Yeah, that was going to be better yeah. than we was going to give you. We'd have been like, yo, so this is Sam. Black we know women her. always got to do it for themselves. Yeah, see, I already had Elmo queued up. <laughs> I just, I, just didn't, I just didn't have the script ready. <laughs> she said it. I was like, that's what we going with this? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So. Flex um, bomb. Um, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so us guys are into the mind. We've had a lot of questions dealing with like sexuality, fluidity, and things like that that's been going on and being more rampantly talked about amongst people in our generation and just the culture in general. And we just had some questions and we wanted to bring you on here to get some understanding or just have that conversation so we can be more knowledgeable. Cool. So that's hit me with your best shot. 
Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> Don't make it out. First, first and foremost, we just want to thank you for uh, your time. Thank you for being here. You know, we are most gracious to be in your presence. So we appreciate that. And we appreciate you. You're welcome. I appreciate you. I wish we had a stage audience so they could, you know I mean, give the Oprah clap in the background. You got to get one of those box, one of those um, things hooked up so we could just press the <laughs> button and have the applause. I wouldn't do that because you press the wrong button and be like, oh, brother, this guy stinks. <laughs> like, oh, this is That's actually right perfect. I like that. That's one. actually perfect. <laughs> All right. So I guess we could start here. How do you identify? Uh, I identify at, like sexually. And gender-wise, or just everything? Yeah, go with both. Okay. Um, oh, both. Okay, so sexually, I identify as fluid. Um, on my podcast, I say pansexual, but I'm thinking about changing that. So exclusive, you just learned that today. <laughs> um, and gender-wise, I identify as a cisgender woman. And my pronouns are she and her. Okay. What are y'all's pronouns? Let's talk about pronouns. I'm hijacking this podcast. That's that's perfectly fine. That's a good start. (laughs) Go ahead, Boris. uh, So I I never really thought to answer that, but I guess I identify as him. Him and he. He and him. He He and and him. him. Okay. Okay. He and him. Well, not to tell you what you identify as, but I'm going to make an assumption and say that you identify as a cisgender man. And the pronouns that you use are he and him. So your identity is not he and him. You get what I'm saying? Okay. Already learning shit. Look at this. Only three minutes in. I I, I have a question (laughs) about that, by the way. I'll let Marcus go. Sure. Okay. No, you go ahead. That's your question. Well, you got it. We got to know your pronouns, Marcus. Yeah, we got got to. I've said the same thing. He and him. Yes. Nice. So if if you could explain, please, what exactly... Does it like what exactly does cisgender mean? Uh, cisgender is basically the opposite of transgender. I'm assuming I don't have to. Do I have to? No, no, define no, no. What transgender well, is? Okay. I don't, I don't think so. At least I would hope our listeners know what transgender means. Well, if they don't, um, they can just Google it. Actually, so never mind. Uh, cisgender is the opposite of transgender, and I believe the root for that is that trans means like traversing something in either greek or latin i think i'm gonna mm-hmm. go with greek and cis was just the opposite um what is that a prefix yeah that was just the opposite prefix so okay so it just means not ne- transgender and the this- way the reason for making that distinction is you know it would be i think without the word cisgender people would just say something like normal but that is okay. making trans people abnormal got so it okay it, doesn't quite make sense to define a group of people based on the normality of other people. So like right. if we were black and somebody who was Latinx was Latinx and Asian people were Asian, the other people wouldn't just be like the normal people. They'd be white people. You know what I'm saying? Got it. Okay. So it's more so a uh, sensitivity, like uh, a sensitivity thing where it's like to be, you know, cognizant of saying that. Um, I wouldn't say sensitivity. I would say not, just like being... Yeah decent and i don't mean that in a shitty way i get where you're no no, i get what you mean i get what you mean it's just like you don't want to be like you don't want to you want to make sure that you're inclusive of everyone when you're stating right yeah because otherwise you would be othering people and like marginalized people marginalizing Mm -hmm. people 
and you just start saying like, yeah, I'm just regular, regular, regular. Exactly. And then, okay, that makes sense. So um, earlier, you, I know you mentioned how you identify or you're thinking about changing it mm-hmm. as pansexual. On changing your it from pansexual. Right. Mm-hmm. So what exactly does it mean to for those who identify as pansexual? Pansexual means that you are attracted to all genders. There's a bit of a debate um, in the queer community between the terms pansexual and bisexual. Um, mm-hmm. The way that it stands now in terms of my understanding is that bisexual also means that you're attracted to all genders. But because of that prefix bi, it would make you think that it just means two genders and the reason to like unpack that further is because if you're talking about gender theory then there's technically more than two genders Mm -hmm. and i don't mean like cis man cis woman transgender man transgender woman because those are actually Mm -hmm. like cisgender man and cisgender uh transgender man is the same gender but there are people who identify as like a gender, like my co-host Rob on Interho Uprising, for example, or there's people who identify as non-binary. So the point of the term pansexual was to include all of those kinds of things. But then bisexual people got mad because they were like, we're not being transphobic. We're including everybody too. So uh, why do I use pansexual? I know you didn't ask that, but why do I use pansexual instead of bisexual? That was actually a follow-up. Okay, that's a good question. And honestly, <laughs> I don't really know. I don't really know. I loved how you actually solved the question and also commented. That's that, that's that's that pod, podcast producing. We're all hosts here. Yo, I know what you're going to ask. A, she's a self-cleaning oven at this point. We just press <laughs> go. And she's, she's like, all right, so great question. Answer. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I appreciate the fact that I know you're about to ask this. So therefore, it's a good question. Let me get to it. It was like, okay, you know what? Get <laughs> to it. Stephen, Stephen A. Smith. You know what I mean? This is why. Here's why. <laughs> um, I know on your show, you've also mentioned that you participate in non-monogamy. Could yes. you take a time and explain what that is for us? Yes, 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 yes. I forgot about that in the when you told me to identify as myself. Or when you asked me, you don't tell me what to do, you ask. I didn't tell Talk you. To the <laughs> Talk to the snake. I know, but I was just clarifying. Shut up, Marcus. This ain't about you. Shut Talk up. to the snake, <laughs> That's why Elmo's exploding in the background. You have no control (laughs) over here. (laughs) No control. Okay, okay. Uh, So I identify on my podcast and in real life as ethically non-monogamous. I used to identify as polyamorous. That means uh, many loves, if you're breaking down the root words. And that just means that you are living some sort of lifestyle in which you and all of your partners agree that it is okay to be with other people sexually romantically yeah sexually romantically i would say um i identify as ethically non-monogamous instead of polyamorous because of an episode that i had on my show that was with a person who is uh or at the time was a unicorn so the episode was called like unicorns and triads i don't remember what it was called but if you want to link in your show i'll give you the link um mm-hmm. but she told me and the person i was supposed to, the my other co-host who i was hosting the show with that she stopped identifying as polyamorous and started identifying as ethically non-monogamous because her ethical non-monogamy didn't always center around love or wanting to be in loving with loving relationships with other people like sometimes it was just like i want to date or i want to have sex or something like that so 
let me take it a little bit back, non-monogamy, I think that's obvious. It just means not monogamous. But the reason for the word ethical in front of it is because mad people are non-monogamous, but they just be cheating. And that's not ethical. So that's uh, what ethical okay. non-monogamy means. Um, and yeah, the reason why I switched from polyam to, that's the shortening of it. It used to be poly, but then Polynesian people were like, that's our like shortening so then the polyamorous community started doing using polyam this little sidebar of trivia for you but um yeah so i switched over from that to that because i feel like or i felt at the time like everything's always evolving i still feel like this now but at the time i felt like i could be in a really one loving relationship but still i'm probably going to always desire at least some sort of yeah other people sexually so that's why i shifted it yeah. Okay. So pretty much eth- ethically non-monogamous. Did I get that right? Mm-hmm. Means that you're letting everyone that you're dealing with know out the out the gate, like, yeah, you're not the only one. I just yeah. want to put it up front, like that way you know. Kind of. Well, yeah, that's what it is in practice. Mm-hmm. In um terms of identifying, that's just like I don't do that now because I'm not in a I'm not even in a committed relationship so I don't really tell anybody that but it's just how I view relationships or it's how I want to navigate relationships now do you no completely now do you think or not even do you think has it been hard for you in well first off are have you been in the dating process ever since you um established yourself as ethically non-monogamous Instead of polyamorous or just all of that in general? Um, we'll start with um, instead of polyon- polyamorous. Uh, yeah, but it's just been casual dating, so okay. nobody, and, nobody cares. <laughs> and Honestly. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to speak with this. Well, I could ask you instead of assuming. Have you brought that up in, in the dating process? Um... Hmm, that's a good question. Ethically non-monogamous specifically? No. Okay. I mean, maybe in passing, but it's never been like, oh, let's have a conversation about this. Polyamorous, mm-hmm. yes. Okay. And has has that like been, I guess, a hard conversation to have or nah. Niggas don't so care. More- <laughs> Sorry. Oh. <laughs> they just really don't give a shit. They do not care. So even if so, the the people you've dated women care, women care, women don't like that. Well, no, that's a stupid thing to say. Also, stupid is a stupid thing to say. But you don't have to cut that out. I'm being transparent. Um, But many of the women who I've spoken to do not care. No, I mean, do care. Got you. So has has it caused um, issues in regards to bringing up the fact? And we're just going back now into the polyamorous stage. Has it been difficult? Um, pretty much expressing like, you know, I am polyamorous. This is what, you know, comes with dating me, so on and so forth. Um, and I'm, I'm guessing, for... go ahead. I'm, just, I'm, I'm saying I'm guessing just in regards to the, the women aspect, because obviously you said the, the niggas don't care. So, well, um, in terms of just like casual dating in general, it doesn't become that big of a thing because I haven't gotten mm-hmm. to the point where it's like, oh, I want to move to the next level with any gender. So mm-hmm. it isn't a huge point of contention um, because like if they're not with the shits and I'm just not moving forward because 
I don't like desire that. Um, Back in the polyam days, it wasn't an issue until I got into two relationships at the same time. Mm. And um, spicy. I just think that the (laughs) spicy, the um, the relationship dynamics themselves were not conducive. Um, nobody was a good communicator back in those days. <laughs> Me uh, included. Okay. Nobody was a okay. good communicator. So, yeah. Oh, my it was, a, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It wasn't either the best or worst of times, but it was good and bad. I'll say that. Okay. Okay, Charles Dickens. I'll see you. <laughs> you got a I didn't want to throw. I, I didn't want to throw out the wrong author. Uh, wrong author. <laughs> but I had that in my. I just want to put. I had it in my forefront. In my four lobes. Boris is very smart too. <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate it. All right, five points for Hufflepuff. You got it, yo. It's on the board. Hey, 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 boy. Slytherin gang all day. Hey, that's a fact. You know what I mean? Talk to these niggas. You said Slytherin? Slytherin gang all day. Did you say Slytherin or something? You're the only what nigga on here? Only um, Gryffindor nigga on here. First of all, we hate Gryffindor. First of all, get out. First of all, don't host this podcast anymore. First of all, Stop it. Enough. All right. I'm tired of this. You're not going to bully me on my own podcast. Yes, I am. Second of all, I answered the question on Pottermore and they gave me that bullshit. I ain't asked for it. That's really sad. That's really sad. I I feel like this is is like a mean girls moment where I want to just tell you, you don't even go here. (laughs) If I was the sorting hat, I would make you a Ravenclaw. Thank you. Yeah. Ravenclaw is not going to that. I what love Raven. I thought that? that I was a Ravenclaw, and then Pottermore was like, nah, you're actually that snake gang. Pottermore gave me Gryffindor, and they gave me a uh, fucking Firefly as my Patronus. I was like, that's <laughs> kind of cute. I have a pheasant, <laughs> and I don't like it. Niggas out here straight <laughs> to the point. What shit is this? What am I doing? They can make straight light the with their bodies. That's mad cool. I have a pheasant. What okay. even is a pheasant? What's a pheasant? Right. Yeah, it's like a rat with like a pretty tail or something. That's a that's a rodent. That's a rodent, not a pheasant. (laughs) All right, a pheasant (laughs) is like is like a you know an unpleasant fox. Oh, nice. That's even better. I love it. That's that's how I'm gonna categorize. (laughs) At the end of the day, it's fuck Pottermore all day, every day. Since we're talking about gender and sexuality, I want to say to all of your listeners that J.K. Rowling, even though she gave us great things, is unfortunately transphobic. So that's something. So we actually had that conversation. I have a question I wanted to ask, but we could go right into this if you want. I'm fine with everything. Um, I wanted to before. All right, let's put a pin on the J.K. Rowling thing. I wanted to double back real quick. Dealing with, like, I guess when addressing people with different pronoun, pronouns, man, wow, can't talk. Pronouns. Pro- and, Very um, of you. Right? Virginia. So I know, like, th- <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I know when listening to your own podcast, like, when Rob, how she, um, they identify, I just want to know, like, in those type of situations, how would you, what's the best way to have that conversation? Are you supposed to just ask people for how should you identify, how should you address them? That's a good question. Um, ideally, in the perfect world, we would just ask people how they identify. Um, however, a good, because not everybody's like comfortable with that yet, and it seems awkward and things, a good way to open up that conversation is just to be like, hey, my name is Sam, my pronouns are she and her, 
what's your name and what are your pronouns so that you're like putting it on the table first. So that's just good practice. Other good things you can do to just kind of like normalize this environment is like put it in your um, email signature, put it in your Twitter Mm. bio, your Instagram bio. We're on Zoom right now. I have them next to my name on Zoom when you're in Zoom conversations with people you don't know. Um, And then like I remember a couple of years ago, uh, in our whole uprising we were at sex expo which is like a convention for like new sex toys and stuff like that and you know at conventions you're always trying to get people's emails so you can sell them shit later unfortunately so we had like an email sign up sheet and we had pronouns and a lot of people will just like put question marks next to it like they had no idea what the fuck that meant so if you do ask that in person i'm sure there's like certain type of people who are going to be like yo what are you talking about what do you mean what are my pronouns and then like maybe it just becomes a teachable moment where you're just like oh this is the words that you use in sentences when you're talking about me and you just explain it to them they might not get why and i don't know if you want to have that deeper conversation about why because then you could be talking how much time do you have yeah which i mean how much time do you have but i could see like if somebody is transphobic they would be like why the fuck are you even asking me that like it's just man and woman she and him where are you coming from so uh, i would tread bless you i would tread bless you again i would tread uh lightly with that um depending on who you are i would tread lightly with that because as we're all cisgender here as cisgender people like I think it's kind of like our duty at some point like how it's white people's duty to like start not speaking for but speaking not for what's the word I'm looking for just trying to push the conversation forward amongst people who are of our privileged majorities so that we're doing right by oppressed minorities like speaking in defense of us in a sense yeah got it and my other question that i had was about the non-monogamy have you like what's if this applies to you of course answer what is like what are some of the biggest misconceptions that you've encountered in regards to non-monogamy um a lot of people use the word polygamy <laughs> which happened in uh the questions that y'all <laughs> oh, sent me <laughs> yo let me let me tell you right um, so there was a there was a bunch of questions that I was just like you know I was like oh all right cool let me just you know we gotta send Sam over some questions to make sure she gets the idea of like how the combo is gonna go and in my mind I was confident as shit typing polygamy knowing like and afterwards I read I was like oh shit, this is wrong but I had already <laughs> sent it over it was mad wrong mad yo and I was like oh this ain't it at-. and I didn't think about it till a week later I was like oh this ain't it at all. <laughs> And, it was not it. and me, I was reading it while cooking. So I'm like, all right, these all sound good. Yeah, yeah. Because you know how you're just Don't. looking for spelling errors and you're not yep. really thinking about like, like, oh, did I type the wrong your or your with the E? So I was like, I'm like, all right, I got no red line, so I'm good. And I just sent it over completely. So I definitely, I apologize for that one. <laughs> no problem. Uh, so that was like an error. That was like a slip of the mind or whatever, but people actually think that it's the same thing sometimes. So polygamy means that you have multiple wives and that is not something that I participate in. Um, And then I think it's like polyandry or something like that means you have multiple husbands. Um, Also, I don't participate in that. 
Yeah, because like Gammy is like women in Greek or Latin, and Andros is men in Greek or Latin. I don't remember, but um, so there's that. Um, I think people can take that to mean that you're just like very hypersexual, and that you're just like always with the shits with whoever, and that's also not the case. Um, technically, you can be polyamorous and asexual. Honestly. You can love multiple people romantically, but not have sex or be interested in having sex. You know what I mean? Mm, Okay, so it's pretty much all just, there's just emotion, emotion and connection. connection. Asexual people? Sometimes. That's like a whole different bag of things. Yeah. Okay. Um, But yeah, that was just an example I was tossing out. So that's another misconception. Um, I think a lot of people think that it is only um, a couple with a unicorn or a man with two sister wives. It's not only that. What is a unicorn? I know you mentioned it earlier with one of your uh, prior guests, but what what exactly is a unicorn? That is a single woman who dates a couple. And I believe it's called unicorn because excuse me, I'm drinking beer, um, so I'm burping. But I think it's called that because it's, like, really hard for couples to find. But that's always mm. what they're looking for, <laughs> which, honestly, like, that is always what they're looking for. Like, if you go in, like, polyamorous groups on Facebook or whatever, it'll be, like, two couples looking for a woman. Um, they do that on dating apps, which is really annoying because it's, like, not a polyamorous or ethically non-monogamous like dating app. Category. Yeah, exactly. Ugh, I hate that shit. But go to um, your own app. You'd be like, you'd be like, matter you niggas. Go in the to way your right own now. fucking app, man. Or go on. I think OKCupid actually has like things in place for that. But like Hinge, like, why are you taking pictures with your fucking girlfriend? I'm not trying to see that shit. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to find that love, and you over here throwing it in my goddamn face. <laughs> exactly. Jerks. Exactly. Jerks um yeah that's that's unicorns and i think the reason for that is and the reason why people get like really really annoyed with that is because it's very um like one step up from monogamy where it's like they're still looking for a closed relationship but just like adding another woman for a little bit of extra fun like that kind of thing and that's why it's like really annoying to the polyamorous community not only because that we don't want to be looked at as just one thing but also because it's like polyamorous light like right but it's like nobody's thinking about the other possibilities that polyamory could be like nobody's thinking like a circle of 10 people all enclosed or there's like um god what is that called damn um like non-hierarchical non-monogamy relationship anarchist i think that's what it's called where like sometimes in polyamory people have um like a hierarchy so like you have like your quote-unquote primary partner which is like the person who you live with or like Mm -hmm. have kids with or are married to or go home at night and then you have like your secondary partners uh but people who participate in relationship anarchy don't prioritize any one relationship over the other which i really appreciate actually because i think that has Mm -hmm. benefits to um different relationships in your life Okay. okay. Which in that same that same vein, what was the moment that you found out? Because I know you said you identified as polyamorous previously. What was that moment that you realized that was something that you were interested in and led you down that path? Polyamory in general. Yes. Um. I was just Uh-oh. a horny little bugger. <laughs> oh. 
Um, Listen, it's, all, it's a safe place, yo. You see Elmo in the corner, we safe. He doesn't Again, look crazy. Wrong, wrong direction. He keep pointing the wrong He's direction. He's looking in the wrong direction. <laughs> the third time. For the third time, my man. Yeah, you just gotta hit them with the Wakanda symbol. R.I.P. Chadwick. Yeah, just oh. <laughs> I got dark. Yeah, sorry. Very sad. The moment I identified as polyamorous wasn't one moment. It was a series of thoughts, which it should be, I think, especially if you're in general, but also especially if you're in a relationship that's transitioning out into that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a long-term relationship from when I was 16 years old, and I never had any real like sexual experience before that. Um, and I really, really loved that person and wanted to continue to be in a relationship with them, but I also wanted to fuck other people. (laughs) Um, and I don't exactly remember what the one moment was, but we were having a lot of conversations about it because it wasn't a, like, it wasn't like a a decision that I was going to make on my own and I wasn't going to cheat. So, um, we happened i was listening to a podcast i don't think the podcast exists anymore um but i was listening to a podcast and they did an episode on ethical non-monogamy when the host was polyamorous and i think i like sent that to my partner at the time and i was like what do you think about this and then also um we were both like really big fans of Feminista Jones. I still am. I love her. That was one of my favorite episodes of Inner Hell Rising having her on. Um and she is or was ethically non-monogamous and she had written a book about kink and we were both into it and we were both just like into the types of things that she said on the internet so I think that also opened up the conversation and it was just like a series of conversations uh, between us about where we wanted to go and then after that I was just like okay I identify as this and I haven't I haven't really turned back okay now so um why are you laughing because I just thought about you. You was like, I, I was so horny. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would, but like, on top of all that, I was horny. That's like the TLDR. <laughs> so, how did, how did your, your, your um, partner at the time receive like the information of like, hey, this is, this is who I am now? Um, Come, assuming that happened mid relationship, or did you end it and then? No, I didn't okay. end it. Um, it was like, so like the first time I ever started thinking about this, I bought it up. And I remember we were like at like a house party or something like that. We were upstairs and nobody was upstairs. And he just looked mm-hmm. at me. And he was like, you telling me you want to be with other men? And I've never seen him look more angry <laughs> in my entire life. I was like, oh shit, <laughs> this is going to. Um, like this thing go well. This is going to like be bad further down the line. Because I actually put a pin in it then. And I didn't bring it up for like maybe like two or three years. But I was oh. like, I'm going to desire this out another point in time. That's but, a uh, very suppressed pin. That was a suppressed pin. Yeah, I don't know. I can't go back into my mind. I don't remember what I was thinking or why I was like, yeah. I pin this, but I did right, pin right, it. Right. So at first he was not with the shits. Um, then when we started having, when I like introduced like, oh, there's this podcast and blah, 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 Feminista Jones. Um, we were talking about it and it kind of became to like this is very like the introduction to polyamory for most couples where it was like, oh, let's bring in another girl and spice things up. And I was like, I feel comfortable with see with like you being with other people. I was about to say seeing. I also identify as a cuckold, but or a cuck queen, but that's a different story or whatever. So, but I was fine with um him being with other people, and it turned me on to think about him being with other people, which is where the cuck queenness comes in. Um, but at first he was like, 
I can't really see that. And I was like, okay, think about it. And then like, maybe like a week later, he was like, I don't think it's fair if I'm the only person who's seeing other people. So then he was like, I think you should see other people too. And then we like went forth and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I went forth and read a lot of books on ethical non-monogamy before I ever really started like. Okay. So it wasn't like, so it wasn't like a case of like, you're just like, Hey, this is, you know, I think I want to test this out. You're just like, like just giving him notification and then going out fucking mad people it was just no nah, like, i yeah, didn't I do that person it was actually like a process and like a journey that you went through okay for probably. me yeah okay um so now period, oh, i'm sorry to, oh i'm sorry to jump in i was gonna say in that period did you deal with any like bouts of jealousy or anything like that with him with the other partners and things of that nature oh yeah 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 so even though like I think I wasn't really able to grasp my feelings or kind of understand what I was feeling because it would like turn me on to think about that. But also I would feel like it shouldn't turn me on and also feel like, okay, anything where you're like putting more time or effort or energy into this than you are me, that's like a, that's like a personal, that's like a fault on me. Like I'm not giving you something, which is like totally against what polyamory even means in the first place or ethical non-monogamy even means in the first place but these were all new feelings and this is like how old was i like 23 or something like that this is after like 23 years of conditioning that says that monogamy is the way and this is how people act when they care about you um even though that doesn't necessarily fall in line with real life or how people actually act when they care about you um so yeah there was jealousy um and i also think that uh like when you're polyamorous and maybe just in general in conver- in uh, relationships nowadays you're very you discuss boundaries a lot right that's like a big thing now like what are your boundaries let's set boundaries blah blah, blah. but like that really comes from the polyamorous community because there's a lot of shit that you have to think about and a lot of shit that you have to think about whether or not you're okay and not okay with and there were some things that um I said that I was not okay with that happened. And there were some mm. things that we never talked about that happened that I wasn't okay with, and that's which how you is found where, out. right. <laughs> and then okay. that's like where the, the, a lot, a lot of the tension came from, in my opinion. So, so going through that, how do you determine, I guess, like how, like what part of yourself, like, cause I'm assuming, not even assuming in dealing with, you know, other partners, how do you determine who gets, you know, this part of you, who gets, like, who do you have the emotional connection with? Who do you have the physical? Who do you have the mental? How do you balance that with Mm -hmm. having multiple partners? Mm -hmm. Um, Time management is a really big thing. Mm -hmm. So just like being realistic with your time constraints. And that's why I think like polyamory is not saying that everybody should be polyamorous, even though I think that they should be. But there's a lot of things that people could learn from polyamory and non-monogamy. And I think just like being reasonable with where you spend your time and letting people in your life know that upfront is a really, really useful skill to have. So that's a really big thing. Um, In terms of who you share emotional connections with and things like that, that's kind of, you kind of have to just be more open and fluid than you might think so a lot of people like when i started my polyamorous relationship it was actually supposed to just be an open relationship so it wasn't supposed to be us having like 
loving, committed partnerships with other people. It was really just supposed sure. to be fucking around. But sometimes when you're fucking around with people, like, feelings develop. So I think, like, being honest. Oh, shit. Where did Marcus go? <laughs> Is that okay? He's still there. He just had to, I don't know. Who knows? Fuck it. We're here. <laughs> that We're was here. really jarring. <laughs> I don't like, know. My man just did like a, a Batman, like, you know, the Batman gas smoke where you just disappear out of nowhere. That's no exactly. warning at all. Exactly. Got up and left. Okay. That's exactly what he did. Um, fuck. I don't remember what I was saying. Completely threw off like the train of thought. Just <laughs> so unprofessional. Uh, I think- last- yeah, yeah it was emotional yeah you can just develop feelings towards people in any kind of situation so like you should be realistic with you should be realistic with yourself and you should be realistic with your partner and sometimes i think it's unreasonable to have the boundary that you should not be entering into emotional relationships with other people because it can happen. Like, you just might develop feelings. That can happen even in a monogamous relationship. You might just, like, start to like your coworker out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. However, the boundary comes where you're, you both agree, or however many people are in that committed relationship, all agree that when new feelings start to develop, you actually tell your partner, um, right. which is something that I had an issue with in the relationship that I'm discussing. Oh, and that goes back to what you were saying, like the communication part was exactly part of the issue. exactly okay. So, in in both of you, or just we'll, we'll just focus on you right now. In you going through this journey, and also you know, in a sense, relearning who you are in a relationship, or who you are when it comes to um, just dealing with partners. Did you did that change? your you know love languages or anything like because we i know just us in general spoke about that what love languages are a few episodes back so did for you did that change anything or did that affect what your love languages are or how you go about expressing that to your partners hmm that's a good question in general i think my love languages change every couple years or so based on like what i need as a person um did it change how I give love? Mm. I don't know. And I can't put myself back in that state of mind to say, mm-hmm. but uh, I think it's maybe not at the moment, but definitely in hindsight uh, because being in two relationships at once, they both had kind of poor communication issues uh, on both parties in both relationships. Like, I think mm-hmm. I had issues in both. Um, reflecting on it now, like five years later, I definitely think that that beefed up what I can give as a communicator and also what I expect as a communicator and my um, ability to set boundaries for myself Got or for it. what I expect. So, and I guess that goes back to um, what we're saying, like, and if you, whenever you are in the dating process, there's a lot of things that you let known from the gate, because those are, you know, as you found out, those are where your hard minds are in regards to, like, if someone is looking for, like, not just want a strictly monogamous relationship, you're like, oh, well, here's the door. Yeah. Because that's not what I'm here for. Yeah. Got you. Got you. So, in all that, did you... Oh, go ahead, Boris. 
Nah, you just you just reappeared. No, <laughs> you so did with, reappear. With your, Welcome back. Yeah, man. You blessed us with your presence once again, so feel free. <laughs> He's muted himself. That's childish. That's childish that you just mute yourself. Please. No. Anyway. No, so, I'm, muting um, my, I'm muting myself because when I was when oh okay. Y'all start talking and start doing the glitching shit. So I'm like, okay, maybe I just need to sit back and wait for it to stop. Oh, um, that was a good so idea. I'll, I'll I'll tag you in soon as like we get past this part. Cool. Um <laughs> In in the process of um, everything, did you realize? Do you realize that you have a being that, especially being that you're gender fluid? Do you still sexually does, do you fluid. Still have a sexually sexually fluid? My apologies. It's okay. Do you do you have a? And that, well, I was about to say, why don't we try to get the different the explanation of the difference between those two? Oh if, sure. If people that don't know. So gender fluid, um, I don't have like the off the top of the dome definite. <laughs> Did he just leave? <laughs> Yo, what's wrong with this man? Anyway. That's so I'm funny. right here. I'm getting I'm putting my charger on the computer. Damn, yo. This is the second time. Like I'd be trying to get in my thoughts and you just fucking disappearing on us. <laughs> Ask a question, Batman smoke. Like, do you care time. to hear the answer? Damn. Pocket fan. um sexually fluid a gender fluid yeah i don't have the definition off the top of my head right now but um from assumption that would just mean like you don't identify as man or woman or in between you kind of just like float between sexually fluid is similar in the float betweenness of it in that um you don't identify as straight or or heterosexual rather or queer you're just kind of like towing the lines between who you're attracted to. I could see that being very in tune with, it's just kind of like undefined. Like I don't want, so I don't wish to def- define myself. So how I'm understanding it right now is gender fluid just more so means what you identify as, but sexually fluid more so identifies as the, the who you're partners. sexually attracted to. Right. The partners you're attracted to. Right. Yeah. And okay. um, people in the queer community make it really important. Im- like that's a really important distinction to make because mm-hmm. people often tie sexuality and gender together, even though they're exclusive of one another. So like, just because I'm a woman, like 50 years ago, you might think, Oh, I'm a woman. So I'm attracted to men, but that doesn't necessarily mean that. So mm-hmm. like sometimes uh, a w- a women transition um, and they date women and people are like, Oh, you're a transgender woman. Why do you date women? Why don't you just date men? But it's like, no, my gender is woman, but my sexuality is I'm attracted to women as well. And I didn't change my gender so that I could get pussy or something like that. So, mm, okay. Yeah. Got it. So um, back to what I was saying, um, did that change what your type is or do you, are you, do you have like a strict type? That's my type, nigga. That's my type. Sorry, just had to get out of my head. Um, did being in those re- shut up? Did being in no, those being, relationships or just being me? sexual, especially being sexually fluid? Oh, did, does that now create a type for you, or or do you or do you have a type, or is it more so, you know, some people just go based off, you know, the interaction and how the vibe is with whoever they're interacting with at the moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think at different points in my life, I've had a lot of different types. The one that we joke about on Inner Hall Uprising is that I like people that look like me, um, which whatever, okay. take it how you will. And that's both genders, to be honest. But nowadays, I don't really feel like I have a type. 
Okay, so yeah. it goes. It pretty much goes on based on thin. Okay, ration. nowadays <laughs> I do have a particular area of interest. <laughs> okay, we getting somewhere, now which I would on. like to delve. Um, but yeah, so like. And I'll tell you the backstory behind it, but I won't tell you what it is because none of your business. But um, there was somebody who I was really attracted to and they just like dipped out on me like a couple of months ago. And mm-hmm. people who remind me of them and looks like I'm just like need that. Like I just need to like fulfill that thing that never happened. Mm-hmm. So that's what my type is now. But I'm sure that'll change in like another six months or something like that. But when okay. I see that on dating apps, I'm like there you go but yeah there you, what go. Was that there? There you go that was me shimmying into their dms but just there kidding because i don't do that wow there you go <laughs> so I don't, I don't know if you heard her uh explanation for gender fluids no i heard it okay i told you i was just getting my chart put my charge on okay got it you gotta make sure man I appreciate so yeah so now you you have you had your uh your your question lined up no, I asked it. I just wanted her. This I kept forgetting to ask. I wanted her to explain the differences between those. She had mentioned it a couple times, and I was like, "Oh, she mentioned it again. This is the perfect time for me to ask." So I had to explain the difference between sexually fluid and gender fluid. That was okay. Right. So this is the curiosity right. question that I have to get off because she mentioned the cut queen, the cut queen uh, statement earlier. So have you ever just watched a couple just go at it? Mm-mm. Mm. But I'm open to that. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fair. <laughs> I so, would hope it's fair. <laughs> so now, well, I'm kind of, I kind of wanted to see that. I went, so I now that. that that brings to like a, a part B of my question, right? Would I classify as one if I always, not always wanted to, but I'm fascinated in the idea of being a porn director? <laughs> uh, no, nah, I don't think so. I think you're what you're getting at is not it's voyeurism like you want to watch people um and my thing is not voyeuristic aspect like i'm open to that but it's not like what really gets me going Mm -hmm. and i call myself a cut queen because it is like really like the thought of my partner or who i'm partnered with fucking somebody else is what okay so selective got it okay yeah like it's that particular situation and like there's some like fluidity there or some nuance there where it's like mm-hmm. you can have this kink and not have acted on it. So I've never watched my partner fuck somebody else, but like I've like indulged. Like I fantasize, yeah, for sure. But like also like like when I was polyam or I still am, but like when I was partnered with people, I would like ask them to tell me about their experiences. Mm, okay. Right. I, I just want to be clear. I, I don't want to be a, a porn cameraman. Okay, you want to do storyboarding? Reason reason being, reason being, reason (laughs) being, I've seen some very horrific things happen to the cameraman, especially (laughs) when you guys, you got to get the shots where you're like, you know, laying on the floor and they're like, you know, I mean, fucking on top of you. And then someone either pulls out too quick or something happens. It goes tragically wrong. And I don't want to be that guy. I've that I developed the full fear of it. So okay. I was just like, I just want to be the, the director sitting be in the, the chair. One. Be the one with the boomstick. So <laughs> this way you got some distance, but you can still see what's going on. I don't got the arm strength. 
my, my, shoulders, <laughs> my shoulders lock up very fast. I can't that's do fair. it. I thought about that's it. Fair but the point, you know what I mean? You're sitting in the back, you be like, oh, that's a fire shot. All right, cool. We're going to focus on this right here, and let's do this for 30 seconds. That I feel like I'm that guy. I can't, I can't be the cameraman, though. At least not for the floor shot. That's not happening. We're just not, in none of my categories, this is going to happen. Important distinction to make. So I just had to like, get that out. I feel like that wouldn't even be fun because after a while, I feel like that's just like a job at this point. You're not even really enjoying it. I was watching some interview with a porn star and she was just like, yeah, this shit, it's really not fun at the point. Flavor, it's just like, I'm going, yeah. yeah, I'm going through the motions. Like, she was like, I can pull up videos of me and I can tell you, I'm faking it right here. I'm faking it here. <laughs> I, but moment, I I'm, li- it. I'm literally thinking about what I'm going to order for lunch. Like, okay. <laughs> But the thing is, I wouldn't, I wouldn't make it a career. Like, I kind of just want to do like, you know what I mean? Some like one-off on pieces. <laughs> yeah, like on some like uh, who was it? The old you just stumble into it. Like I just come in, drop you know a fire a fire porn vid, and be like directed <laughs> by me, and like completely I'm out the game. Like that time Young and May did you, that. I was about to say like Young and May. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> She's living the life. Tiger did it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just going. Yeah, and it was called Rack City, bitch. <laughs> I'm I promise I, you. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. I yeah, watch direct that. the fire porn and then. Uh, just was it good? I, I never. I heard about. It, I just never. I enjoyed Young Amaze. Yeah, it was called The Gift. Hmm, okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna be that. I'm gonna be that. Just have a fire one and be like, yo, he, you know, what I mean, he put his dick in that because you can't put your feet in it. Unless That's it's extremely porn. funny. Good Unless job. Unless it's feet porn. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. Unless it's what show. feet porn? Yeah, like like foot porn or whatever. You're not into that. No, I'm saying that's the only time you can say you put your foot in it. Those are two very funny jokes that you made back to back. Gave, gave you it see, to he stopped, he stopped and just looked off into the distance. He was like, Yeah, I did good. I should I should do my Marcus Batman smoke right after I said that and like, <laughs> vanished <laughs> off the call. <laughs> That's funny. I'm stuck here. <laughs> so but um go ahead. Oh, if you have he, no, 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 no. I'll be thinking he's ready. Um so I think you kind of touched on this, but I wanted to really ask, like, first of all, how do you determine what part of yourself you want to share with a new partner or without any partner in general? Like, what is that one thing where you feel comfortable enough to, like, open them up to this aspect of you? That is actually a really good question because sometimes if I tell, yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question. I think um, at any point, if you're developing some sort of emotional intimacy, or at least I'm talking about myself, I'm not talking about everybody else, but I think when I'm starting to develop emotional intimacy, it's time to say those things. Um, And sometimes I'll just say them up front, but sometimes that can get weird, right? So like if I say like I'm pansexual to like a straight man or a heterosexual man, it's just very like, trying to fuck girls with me and it's like no i'm not even trying to fuck you so there's that um sometimes if you say that to or if i say that i'm just speaking about myself i'm not speaking for other people but if i say uh, that i'm pansexual to um a woman they'll be like oh is this just like an experiment for you or something like that um or are you actually interested in this or are you just like using me which is all fair things to say um that those don't annoy you like no, it does. Things. And that's why I was okay. just about to say, like, okay. no, I always want to say that. <laughs> like, it, it, it's, it's laborious to have 
those kinds of conversations with everyone who you talk to at every point in time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, and then, like I said, some people are not with the non-monogamous shit. So do I want to have that conversation that early? Usually not. Um, I don't think so. I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. And I guess this is kind of eh, a little different, but do you okay. feel that it, all right, it's just a question that I, that comes up a lot amongst like me and friends and just people in general. Do you feel like there's like a double standard when it comes to a bisexuality when it's dealing with men versus women? Yes, mm. absolutely. That's a great question. There's Shout definitely a double standard. Oh yeah. Um, such a good show. Marcus has never watched it. <laughs> I've watched two episodes. <laughs> You're really missing out. But um, yeah, I think that's like an obvious, um, what's the word that you said? Double standard, double yeah. Double standard. That's an obvious double standard. Because um, most of the time, you, like yeah. most of the time you hear like, you know, and it's always looked at as a bisexual woman. Kind of like what you hinted at. Like the you know, unicorn thing. Right. Yeah, bisexual woman is just like, oh, so you're trying to fuck girls with me? Bet. Yeah. And it's like, but you're a bisexual man. It's like, Nah, you're just gay, bro. Like, right. Just, just go all out to you're gay. And it's like, nah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, wouldn't mind fucking bitches with you, too. Like, it's, you know what I mean? It's, uh. Right. So, I, like. I like bitches. <laughs> I, too, like you bitches. Know what I mean? To, like, theorize, um, first of all, like, bi- that kind of fo- biphobia, because there's a lot of different kinds of biphobia, um, where it's just, like, simply not believing that people can be bisexual. Um, so, like, that's, like, and um, that's, like, the first level of it like that's biphobia not even believing that the bisexual person is bisexual and then from there they're assuming when it comes to men most of the time pretty much all of the time they're assuming that the man is actually gay and using bisexuality as like a buffer to not come out as gay which is i mean sometimes people do that but to assume that all bisexual men are doing that is biphobic and then after that it's like homophobic because you're just like you're gay like and that's not a good thing to be Mm -hmm. and um from society's eyes and then that comes into why like queer people in general are stigmatized but i think that gay men receive more outright stigma than gay women um at least nowadays and at least in terms of like the relationship thing like what you said like it's cool for a couple to bring another woman in the room and that's not gay but it's weird quote-unquote for a couple to bring another man in the room because then that's gay instead of like lesbian behavior and or no, they consider it a, a train you run in the train on your girl now hmm. well nah, that's a different a- that's that's kind of different though that reminds me of like porn categories like i don't use Pornhub anymore because it's unethical but um, if you think about like the 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 bisexual porn category is different from the threesome porn category, like in the bisexual mm. porn category, okay, the men like fuck each other and they fuck the women and it's like everybody's right. actually having sex. I love right. those videos. In the threesome category, it's only like the heterosexual behavior yeah. is like we're spit roasting her or something like that, but the men yeah. never interact. Which is um, going to lead to my second question about because uh-huh. that's another debate that happens. What wait. do you constitute? Oh, okay, you wait. wait. Yeah, let me finish no. what I was oh, saying I'm about sorry, bisexuality. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I think my last point is just like society views, society expects a lot from both genders or 
all genders, but society doesn't even acknowledge all genders, but society expects a lot from men and women and society expects men to always act like men and to never act like women and getting fucked by a man or sucking a man's dick or fucking a man is all like women behavior. So I think at the root of biphobia is biphobia, homophobia, and misogyny. I'm going to write my question down and make sure I I have to get this. I have a left field question that's not left field, but cool. What's your thoughts on pegging? (laughs) Motherfucker! Marcus, that wasn't even your next question. Oh, It wasn't. As soon as she said it, I was like, I got it. Yo, I think you threw the lob. You threw the lob. I I caught you, yo. We did the LeBron D-Wade joint. I got you. Um, my thoughts on it, like, how do I personally feel about it? Like, do I want to do it? Yeah. Or have I done it? Well, let's start there. Let's start there. What are your thoughts on it? And have you done it? Uh, I think it's great. I have not done (laughs) it, but I would love to. So So, anybody that's trying to get pegged, you can call me at one through four. No, I'm just kidding. So, (laughs) uh, um, what do you, my question was going to be, so what do you, how do what do you think about the men who, Let's say the men who do either enjoy getting pegged or want to get pegged, mm-hmm. but as you were saying, like societal norms, it's just like you know, one they'll be like, "Nah, that's gay." But two, there's even people who, or for right now, I'm just gonna speak on you know heterosexual men and heterosexual women, you mm-hmm. know, dynamic. Mm-hmm. The women who say like, "Nah, it's, you know, it's not gay. You're, you're having sex with a woman. Yes. It's not gay." Talk. But as soon Talk. as the relationship is sour, it's like. You know, they, I'll expose you. Like, kind of like the Bobby Valentino. Well, I think the Bobby Valentino aspect was, I think that was a transsexual. Trans- yes. Transgender. She was transsexual. Transgender. 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 Sorry. Transgender. Uh, a better was, example, was I guess, what you're talking yeah, uh, which uh, I guess another example was like Amber Rose and Kanye West. Right. When she was just, he, they got she was like, thing. that's why I used to put my finger in your butt and everyone like, shamed him for it. Like, yo, I thought we was having a good time. At that time, <laughs> they were having a good time. At that time, uh, that's a really whack thing to do because it's just like weaponizing. It's weaponizing homophobia in like a situation that wasn't even gay, but like even if it was, that's right. okay too. Like even like let's say Amber Rose and Kanye West had a bisexual threesome with another man, and Kanye was sucking dick. Like that's still not okay for her to weaponize. And the fact that she is weaponizing it shows that she has internalized homophobia that she needs to work out. Um, and anybody who does that has internalized homophobia that they need to work out. Um, I don't really know too much about the Bobby Valentino situation. To do you remember um, more on it? I remember it happening, but I was about to say a more recent one that happened. I think last a few months ago with the White Howard. Okay, yeah, the White Howard basketball player. player. <laughs> Hall of Famer. Dwight I was Howard. gonna say Dwight, Dwight Howard, but I didn't want to be wrong. <laughs> um, we appreciate you treading lightly. <laughs> you told very carefully to be like, how do I bounce around this vibe? <laughs> that I mean, athlete. Yeah. <laughs> that guy who like, plays the basketball. <laughs> he was tall. He was tall. You know him. Um, six feet something. I, okay, that was a couple months ago. That was like a full year ago. I, think. I couldn't remember. Yeah, it's been Tom a is moving it's been crazy. A hey, it happened. Um, I remember having particular feelings towards that situation, but I don't remember what they are. Um, And I'm not transgender, so I can't speak for all transgender people, but I do want to shout out one of my favorite podcasts. I don't know if they speak about this, but they probably did, honestly, because they talk about like many things in pop culture. Podcast is called Marsha's Plate. 
and it's hosted by three transgender people, two transgender women and one transgender man. So, I mean, to like really theorize in that space, I would say listen to transgender people. Mm -hmm. Um, But like multiple things can exist at one time. So like, let me not even, because I don't know. I don't want to theorize on things that don't exist with the Amber Rose and Kanye West situation. But there is a particular, like maybe... So a lot of, a lot of, um, and this is like, I'm sure if you're listening to this and you've ever been on Twitter, you at least know the fact that transgender women, particularly black transgender women are killed at disproportionate rates from any other demographic of people in this country. And the reason why that happens, people often like say like, oh, this is happening because she didn't disclose that she was transgender and the person got surprised and confused and they got angry. So they attacked the transgender woman. First of all, that's not okay. No matter how angry you are, you shouldn't be fucking killing people point blank period. But second of all, that's a misconception because um, in most instances where black transgender women and transgender women in general are killed, their partner actually already knows that they're transgender, but they inflict certain abuses towards them sometimes to the point of, death or killing them because of internalized transphobia so like Mm -hmm. there's many instances where a man a cisgender man is dating a transgender woman and his friends find out that she's transgender and his friends do that fucking oh you must be gay shit and then in order to exert his masculinity he'll go so far as to kill her make it seem like he's not gay exactly like oh Mm -hmm. i didn't know and i gotta kill her which Mm -hmm. is like that's some fucking sociopathic shit that I can't wrap my head around, but that's what mm-hmm. happens. So, and I'm not saying this happened in the Dwight Howard situation or any other public situation, but there's space for, you know, that kind of transphobia to be being inflicted upon the person who's had sex with the athlete um, and for, or whatever celebrity there is. And for that person to, in order to like fight back, like, when you go low, I go low. So it's like, oh, you're trying to like tell everybody that I'm a man or you're trying to like not respect me as a person or you're like being emotionally abusive towards me or you're acting like we didn't have something. So as a vengeance for that, I'm going to tell everybody that you fucked a transgender person because now all the people who you care about so much and who you're hiding me from because you don't want to think that you're gay, I'm just going to tell them that you're gay, even though you're not because like a, like loving a leverage type thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's all really rooted in like homophobia and transphobia, unfortunately. So it's just not good. Okay. Um, the double back again. So my quite the other debate that's always a thing is what's the different what's the train and what's the threesome? Mm-hmm. And this is a conversation I've had with friends where I'll they'll say two girls and a guy, you know, that's a threesome, but two guys, one girl, that's a train. I disagree. I say that's that's also a threesome, but yeah, I don't really, I don't understand why that wouldn't be a threesome. Like I truly, I actually, just don't understand. I always thought a train was once it hits four people or more. Why is that not just group sex? Well, I, let me let me dive deeper into it. <laughs> so it's four people. So let's say it's you know I'll use myself, right? Let's say it's myself. You know what I mean? I'm laying in the bed and I, you know, I, I, I have said I fuck one chick and then she goes, tags her friend to come in and then fucks me next. And then she goes out, tags the next friend, fucks me next. 
death by snoo snoo. Right. And then now it's just like, you know, I'm like, yo, I didn't even know I had this much dick to give. You know, I'm tired. I need some water. And they'd be like, shut up, bitch. And then go out and get her next friend. I would hope in, they wouldn't fuck do me that. Next. You know Death what I mean? by snoo snoo. That's the best way to go out, baby. And then, so now, you know, it's like five, six women all, you know, had sex with me and none of them gave me water. That's, I feel like. <laughs> that's, that's a dream. That was my idea of like, yo, I just had a train rain on me. And okay. I was okay. dehydrated the entire time. Okay. That they should have gave you water. Why does the that? dehydration play a role in you defining it? Because you're sweating. <laughs> you're perspiring a lot, all right? Sex. At least I do, okay? I'm not saying on some water boy shit, but at the same time, it's like, you know, shit's hectic. So I need, you know, just a little, you know, a couple swiggles. H2O. Okay. Show me I think, okay. I think the distinction between trains and group sex also lies in uh, homophobia. I get why what you just said is a train, but I've never heard anybody refer to several women fucking one man as a train. I don't know if it ever happened. <laughs> you just broke I fucking just, records just now. That was the first time I've ever train. heard it. Because most that. of the time, it's one girl and a bunch of it's like four or whatever. I mean, what yeah. Boris just described does happen. At least no, I'm in saying the most of the time that people use it. Yeah, that's what they I'm use. I'm saying to, most of the time people use the example. Yes, to mean yeah. train, and I think that's just to like. Just like if you say <laughs> it's um it's okay quote unquote to say like oh me and my homies like ran a train on blah 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 and there's other implications to that that I want to get into later but it's very very questionable like it would cause a pause as we all used to say or a no homo if you were to say me and my homies had group sex with the girl like that would be a very like quote unquote like, AO situation exactly exactly even though it is an orgy um so. Yeah, I think that's why those two things are distinguishable or that's like the root of it. And I think that's why people would say like two men fucking one woman is a quote unquote train as opposed to a threesome, even though it is a threesome. And then um, I also think like the implications with the word train has to, it's like adjacent to like non-consensual sex just because a lot of people... Mm Uh, who have quote-unquote had trains run on them or who have quote-unquote ran trains like do it to underage fucking girls or women who are like under the influence or women who are just like straight up saying like nah I don't really want this right now and in a society where rape culture very much exists like I don't think that we can deny that that's like a fact Mm -hmm. mad niggas (laughs) like in a room like exerting themselves I that kind of scares me like that's I that's the 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 act of it like turns me on and like that perspective but like having lived in the world and having been in many situations where men have broke my consent in the middle of sex like having several men in one room I just it's like probability like some one of you niggas is gonna do some shit that I don't want to do or I'm right. gonna say stop and you're gonna fucking keep going right. and then just like the phrasing run a train is like do trains stop like <laughs> those shits go mad fast and they don't stop going i don't know it's just very well, like it's a very aggressive and like hard-hitting way to look at um consensual sex like sex that's where everybody's supposed to be enjoying it yeah. just with technicality terms trains do stop no, they don't, Boris. I'm saying they stop at some You go from stop to stop. I'm not saying the actual. I'm not saying the sexual. I'm just saying trains by technicality. If we're talking about just trains, yes, you're right. Stop. 
Yes, but they go very, they go very fast, and they don't stop when you want them to. Okay, and we're back. And we're back. Maybe we should call them dollar vans. I always thought, but I would. Oh, <laughs> that is so. Oh my god, it's just like a fucking Jamaican man, Rose de Rochdale. I don't think that's the type of sex that I want to have. I'm just not gonna. Yo, next stop. <laughs> next stop. Yeah, that's not <laughs> one that's... rose, Dale. <laughs> I always Q five, Q five. I always thought this shit was weird though. Like, prom- like when I heard about the um, like, you talking about dollar vans video. or trains? <laughs> no, just like the sexual act of like, because I was thinking back like the video of the girl who's on, uh, I guess, uh, what was it? Whatever podcast it was that she was talking, and she was like, yeah, it was a basketball team, oh, and no she jumper, just, I, think. I guess so, and she was just um. You know, she said she was sucking dude after dude after dude. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so everyone just sat there, just waited with their dick out? Like, how did, how does that work? It seems kind of cringeworthy to me because it's like, how does it, like, first off, she said she was fucking one dude. And then, like, while he's fucking, he sent a text to, like, seven other dudes, be like, yo, come through. Mm-hmm. That's weird enough. Mm-hmm. Now the seven dudes sit there and be like, all right, pull my dick out, and I'm just wait till she's See- done and be like, oh, I'm next. So to so me, like there's something homoerotic about that. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that, that but just like, not that you want to like put your whole fucking dick in your homie's ass, but the fact that you're thinking about your homie as you're having sex and you're like, oh, this would be a more enjoyable experience if my homies if were my, there. Homies that's kind of homoerotic. And that's okay. Like sexuality is like fluid. Like if you enjoy watching your man like fucking get his dick sucked by somebody, mm-hmm. Now the part, gay. the part that I the part that I was like, all right, this is this, is, this got weird. Is like when I don't know if she was aware that mm-hmm. he sent the text out. That's why. That's how I mm. perceived it. Like they were just fucking, and while you know, what I mean, he's hitting it from the back, just took his phone out, like, yo, room four two seven, and went back, and she just heard a knock at the door. It was like, eh, fuck it, I'm getting paid. Yeah, and you know what I mean. Wait, was she getting paid? I thought that was. I thought she did it for recreation. No, I think she. Yeah, she no, did it for fun. She did it for funsies. Oh, I thought she was getting a bag out no. of it. No, she was already gonna suck that one dude off. Well, she was like, ah, what's more? What's one more? So, that's, and she's totally, she's totally fine to like say what's one more, and that's perfectly okay for her agency. But to send that text message without letting her know is like not okay. Like, yeah, that that's how I perceive. I don't not granted, I don't consent. Yeah. I don't know if that happened, but that's how I just perceived it at first mm-hmm. from hearing about it. But also, I perceived it as that because I thought she was getting a bag out of it. Now, Also, just, if she is getting paid for him to send that text without telling her is like, I mean, yeah, that's still crazy. I don't want to get paid for everything that I like. Well, actually, I would. I just, but I don't always I try to. I don't always try to. But um, you want to enjoy yeah. it before you <laughs> do it for the money. If she was uh, a sex worker, that's also breaking consent. And then also, like, you're going to fucking pay up? Are you going to pay extra? Like, that's just something that they should have agreed upon beforehand in general. I hope she charged them niggas. So, (laughs) I I really hope she charged them. Boris just wants people to get paid for sucking a lot of dick. You're like, 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 what's the use in it? I agree with that. Like, you know these these niggas got millions. You know what I mean? (laughs) You got eight millionaires in the room, fam. Tax somebody, please. You know I just I mean? want to know because you started me on this path, boys. I just want to know how that lobby, how that hallway looked like. Like, how did you call? Who called? How did you get the next? Who determined who got next? 
Maybe they were in size place order. It might be like, you know, <laughs> it might be height order. I don't know. Maybe oh, there's a big measure contest. They, um, they, they went by they rotate, they rotation on the bench. Be like, yo, I'm sick man, so I'm next. Yes. That, that could Start be it. Start off first. That could be it. That's, that's a good question. That's, that's I just know for me, ego alone, I'll be like, nah, fam, I'm not, I'm not here for it. I'm not going second to nobody. <laughs> Pure ego, I'm like, nope. Like I've no. had situations with friends where the girl was interested in us both, and I just like you. I don't never. I don't think that's something I want to do. Like, like why? Let's okay. unpack that. I don't. Wait, you said um, a girl interested like in you and your partner both? Like, pretty much. He had it where it could like line it up, and he was like, "Yeah, she said you could come after me," and I was like, mm, I "Okay." Don't necessarily know if I want to do like. If it's like say she was like, oh, I want you and your partner, your man's at the same time. All right, that's a conversation we could have, and uh, let's see what we it could happen. But I don't know, like just the idea of it. I'm just like, oh, oh is I'm it good. that you don't want to enter into body parts after, or is it like you don't want to feel like you're the second most desired? Uh, wow. Didn't even think about that, but no. When she said that, deep very fast. Let me psychologize you for a second. Yeah, it it got. She brought it. She took it deep, very quick. (laughs) She's about to hit the Timo Cruz. Our deep experience is that we are not inadequate. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I don't know. I think it's more so just. It could at that time I know it was more of like a selfish thing. It'd be like, nah, if I'm doing this, I just want it to myself. Okay. That's probably what played a role in it. Mm Hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I haven't been put in that situation since, so I don't know what my thought process would be now. But then it was just mm. like, eh. okay, yeah, something to think about. Yeah, saying about she you, got, she, 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 be about like, you. She, got, she got in your mental real quick, bro. <laughs> she she uh, she gonna hit me out there. Be like, yo, so we gonna delve deeper real quick off mic. Like, yeah, oh, we're like, now, now that we already, you know, I mean, we touch base. Let's uh. Let's talk about it. Why not? I'm gonna have to not if you don't um, want to. That so I'm I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's, I guess, make it a little lighter. And if you're comfortable answering these, cool. If not, please let us know. Mm-hmm. So fire, go. we touched. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we touched on your like I did like your willingness to peg a man. Is there any other fantasies that you would be willing to like? Any other fantasies you would want to fulfill or have fulfilled that you're willing to share with us? No, not that I'm willing to share. There, I'll I'll leave it at there are plenty of fantasies that I'm willing to fulfill because I like, even though like here's a misconception that nobody cares about. I host a podcast about sex, love, and dating, but I don't think I'm, like, all that experienced with sex, love, or dating, honestly. Um, so people think, like, I've done fucking everything in the world, and I really haven't really done much. Um, so there's, like, mad stuff that I would like to do that I haven't. What's the wildest thing that you're willing to share that you've done? I, I, don't, I just don't think that anything I've done is that interesting, to be honest. Okay. okay. I won't pry. I won't pry. Okay. I feel like we could, but I won't pry. I won't be that guy. There's weird you. things that I've done, but I don't I'm consider it wild. There we go. We're getting somewhere. Roll the dice. <laughs> Do you feel comfortable sharing a weird thing? <laughs> no, it's like really stupid. Are it's you like comfortable not- or is it stupid? I just, 
Both. If you're comfortable, I'm willing. Okay. Cool. Both. We'll leave it there. Yes. We'll leave it there. Okay. 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 Look at my paper. Um, <laughs> just scrolling through the notes. Yeah, pretty much. All right. So another again, if you're not comfortable, because we touched on it before when you were saying like with the train thing, if there's something you're not comfortable with, your favorites, people not accepting that you're saying no, I don't want this. Mm-hmm. Are there any uh, like any hard no's that you have in relationships or in sex or with sexual relationships? Okay, I'll start with sex. Uh, hard no's at this moment. Cause I'm not like in a committed relationship or anything like that. It's just having unprotected sex. Um, and then a hard no on top of that is like people, it's not even a hard no because I already said no. And if you do it, then you're just like breaking consent. And Violating. some people consider it rape, but like oh. taking off the condom during sex without my consent, that's like a no, super no do. That is wild shit. That's happened to me twice in my life. Yay. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Thank you uh yeah that's hard no um wild shit recording without my consent which has also happened um that's not fun uh anything without my consent really yeah just anything without my consent um in relationships i don't want to date anybody who's bigoted so like if you are transphobic or um homophobic or ableist or anything like that i just like don't like that what was the last thing you said sexual relationships no it was you answer both okay there you go i like i had a follow-up question but when she mentioned like niggas taking off the condom midway that like it completely derailed me never understood you can still ask the question no that's thing i completely like forgot it because oh. my mind went straight to like, yo, that's that's really some wild shit. So like, you especially that, <laughs> like, like one to take it off midway. Oh, that bro, actually, I just remembered. One to take it off midway, but two to do it, and she's not even aware that you're doing it. It's completely, you know what I mean? Like that's just like, where did you think that was that would be okay? What worlds or scenario? But you were saying one of your hard noses, unprotected sex. Um. What do you, and this is going to sound asinine, so I'll explain it, but what do you consider unprotected sex? And what I mean by that is... It's a good question. Some some people consider unprotected sex just like, you know, um, penis going into vagina with no condom. Mm-hmm. But some people go even further as saying, like, um, they won't give, you know, won't have any oral sex without protection either. Mm-hmm. So what, how, you know, how, not saying how extreme, but what exactly do you classify fully as unprotected sex? That's a good question. Uh, I consider all of those things unprotected sex, but I only, my, in terms of my boundary, it's only a like penetration. Got it. Without condoms. Back when I was polyam and in a committed relationship, um, I would have, I would give protected oral sex, which, (laughs) oh man, everybody thinks that's so stupid. And they would just be like, what is that you thinking? Are you saying I've been there? I've I've requested that and I was looked at like I was dumb. I've been there with you. I've had that twice in my life and both times the girls was like, yeah, everybody's like, what are you doing? I don't understand. And then I would give them that fire head, though, and they would still like it with a fucking condom on, which is like, 
But anyway, um, possible. I try, but so that is what I would give, but I would receive it without protection, like without a dental dam or a covering or a barrier. That's called the barrier method. Um, I had logic back then. I think it was like, it's very rare for, uh, I think it was like, you can't give, I think it was like, um, unless a visible herpes uh, sore is showing, it's unlikely for me to get herpes from that type of transmission. I think it was like also unlikely for me to get HPV from that transmission. Now I have like, like differing views about herpes and that I'm just like, I mean, that's a whole different story. I think herpes is like overrated and overstigmatized, but that's a whole different conversation. Talk about it. Talk. I've been trying to tell you. Really, nah, it really is. Yeah. It really I was really is. hoping to say it, but just like, I was like, yo, cut this off. Uh-oh, sorry. I didn't know, I didn't know that was going to put a battery in his back. I was like, come on, come on. Yeah. yeah. I said um, on, we did an episode on Herbie's on Inhale Uprising and I just called it um, like sexually transmitted eczema or something like that, which is really what I think it is. Um, but But at that time, it was like, okay, let's do the best things in the relationship or whatever. But I think that logic was kind of like silly because anything can be transmitted anyway. I think I was was not trying to get head with a fucking dental dam. That was me like being shit. I didn't think it was possible. Didn't think that was possible. All those things, all those things. I was like, yeah, you can still get all of those things. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, like, I heard about the dental dam. Me was like, you can still get all of that. Is still there. It's still. Possible. I heard about the. I heard about the, the dental dam shit about. through through a booty call, and I was like, nah, mm. I would have been. I would have left. I would have been like, you know what? I respect this, but you know, respect for me. for me. Yeah, I'm out. I feel that. I feel that. Um, a question that I had was. Um, how do you address someone? How do you address a situation when mm-hmm. someone you're into has a kink that's outside of the realm you're comfortable with? Mm-hmm. Um, when they're like, just telling you or like during sex? Um, let's say when they're just telling you. Because okay. I'm assuming like someone tell you that it could be like an awkward thing where because most of the time anyone exp- is like trying to get, most people when they're trying to like explain a, a kink that they have. A lot of times people are like, ah, I don't know if mm-hmm. I should say this, but fuck it. I'm going to jump off the diving board with it. So a good way to, this is not your question, but I'm going to start with this. A good way to even navigate that situation is like there's certain websites um, that you can kind of like you and your both, your partner both fill it out and you don't do it together and you click on the things that you're into and they click on the things that they're into and the website or the app will give you the results and it only shows both of you the things that you're both into. So it eliminates like the awkwardness of it. Um, your question is what I would do if somebody tells me about a kink I'm not into. Yeah. Or a kink that you're just like not comfortable. Like let's say for some reason you weren't comfortable with pegging mm-hmm. someone. But, mm-hmm. you know, the person you were with at the time, they was like, yeah, I really like that shit. <laughs> I mean, that's my shit right there. So how would like, <laughs> but they tell you. How if they tell you that, but you're just not comfortable with it, how do you how does that conversation go? Um well if that, if that if that has ever happened to you. If that has ever happened to me. Like have you ever been told a kink that you're like, nah, I'm not with that shit. Like if they no, wanted you to lick toe freaks. That's so funny because I am not with that shit. No, they see, <laughs> but, see, but no one's ever requested that. I, like, I, um, I, like my, I like my webs licked. 
<laughs> anything that I've ever heard about um, or been broached with, it hasn't been a hard no. Mm-hmm. So I've never been like, no outright. Um, right. I either like think about it and do a little more research or I just try it in the moment. And then but like, if I was totally not with the shits, like if it was something like totally <laughs> crease looking, um, I think that would cause for a little bit more like pause. Like I would probably pause the conversation in its moment to not like give like a snap reaction and then i would think about i would just think about it like who is that person like because sometimes you want to do things for people who you really like or that you really love even if it's not considering yeah so like maybe i would take the time to be like okay and then think about like yeah or think about like what are my boundaries with it like if you have some smelly ass feet i'm not fucking doing that but if you like have clean feet beforehand like maybe we can get a thing going give us some time we'll think about this pedicure real quick let's go get this pedicure and come back in about 20 minutes to see. <laughs> yeah. Now, now for people who are in, in those situations, if let's say, you know, one party decide, one party says like, nah, I'm not into that shit. That's not happening. Do you think mm-hmm. that can cause, like, do you think that could affect the relationship on a larger scale where now the person could be like, like the other party would be like, ah, oh, you know what? That kind of was the one thing I was really hoping for. <laughs> I needed so, that from you. <laughs> I, I really wanted my toes, my, you know, my toe webs licked. Uh, yeah i definitely think that could cause a point of contention in relationships and maybe even to the point of breaking but things like that are why i advocate for everybody being into non-monogamy in some sort of way because you could have Mm -hmm. like this partner you want to spend the rest of your life with and you love everything about them and it's not a but it's an and you also want to get your toe creases licked yeah and you could get that from somewhere else or from somewhere someone else and that doesn't negate all the love that you have for you know your partner so Mm -hmm. okay have have i don't know have i ever licked toe creases no no that wasn't gonna be my question uh i don't know you know what your kinks are but have you ever been kink shamed I know that's uh, um, even going back to like the yeah you know, the yeah thing. uh most of the time not in like r- relationships or sexual um instances mm-hmm. like I've said things that like I'm into in conversation and like you know when you're talking with your friends and like the gut reaction is just like yo that's mad weird you're so weird uh yeah. without even realizing that you just said like <laughs> that what I'm into is weird that's definitely yeah. happened to me a couple of times um. Oh, okay. Like it was thrown it out as like a like the same me, but if it was no, I was throwing it out like it is me. Oh, and the okay. Reaction so they knew. Was like you're mad like, weird. Yeah. Okay, got it. But I don't think that those people understood the implications of what they were doing. Like, like the that you're shaming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For okay. what I'm into. Um, just made a quick response just to say something. Yeah, exactly. Like that is just like how people talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it hasn't really ever happened in sex except for one time um and it was (laughs) now it seems like i'm shaming that person but i'm not but i understand uh it was just like one time and this is totally okay because people can change their mind but like one time during sex we did something and i really enjoyed it and yay it was good and then the other time like i did it again or requested it again and he was just like (laughs) I don't shame black women in that way. <laughs> so, whoa, whoa! And I was just like, oh, okay, good to know. Um, and I, I never yet yeah, did get awkward. 
<laughs> I was like, I did not know because I thought that you were, but okay, that's sure, that's fine. You can, you can change your mind. Quick. <laughs> um, yeah, we never did it again. So you'd be like, all right, well, check that off the list. <laughs> exactly. That's not happening. Yeah. Didn't know we were too good for this. <laughs> <laughs> like you're not shaming me. I'm having a good time, but whatever. <laughs> well, I have. <clears throat> I guess my last question I really have, mm-hmm. like, what would you tell someone who's trying to, I guess, understand or discover their sexual identity and like what they, I guess, be open to these experiences and things of that nature? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say to explore. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be out there exploring physically. And I don't even recommend that if that's not something that you want. And I think a lot of people think that if they don't physically do something, it means that they're not into it or that they're faking or something like that. But I mean, like, go and find podcasts, go and find Facebook groups, go and search the hashtag of what you think you're identifying as on Twitter and like read about it and listen to it and learn and, you know, like, just take your time and identifying as how you want to identify or see what you're into. Um, and also know and remember that there's no rush and that you can change your mind at any point in time. Okay. Dope. Morris, do you have anything else you would like to ask? No, no. Once once we explain, you know, licking toe creases, I'm good. <laughs> no, I'm not going to hold you. When you said toe creases, I thought you was going to say, oh, like licking the gooch. I was like, okay, that's a reasonable thing. You toe nah, creases? Like, Where did you even think of that? No, nah, licking the gooch is nothing. Licking the gooch is nothing. Yeah, that's nothing I'm talking about. Yeah, like, but listen, we got we to talk. I'm also, saying if we're going to ask, we need to make sure we're asking for people who, listen, you know, the non-common things. Because a lot of niggas getting their gooch like they're okay. not admitting it. <laughs> like, oh, nah, nah, fam. Her tongue slipped. I didn't know it happened. Like, no, bro. We know about, you moved your ass Because that's what I was about to say. She knows. So, she fam, knows you moved we your had ass a, um, We she had a scenario where we were with some people. We had a scenario where we were with some people riding out someplace and that pretty much that same way it came up. It was like, yeah, yo, and then like she just looked my ass, and we was like, really? Like, did she? <laughs> <laughs> and we had some friends that went in, and yeah, it was just interesting. But now I want to, because I remembered, I want to give you the floor to get your Harry Potter shit off. What you was about to say about um, Miss Rowling. There it is. Oh, KK. Um, I wasn't really about to say anything. I was just going to. Oh. I just wanted to acknowledge it. Um, I don't even quite remember what oh, well, she's okay. doing. Yeah, she's just being transphobic. And I think that as somebody who is trying to be a comrade to transgender people, and especially because we're talking about gender issues on this show or gender-related subjects on this podcast episode right now, it would be a miss for me to not say that while talking about, oh, yeah, I'm a Slytherin, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because if I remember, she had put up, it was, if I remember correctly, it was like a post or something that she put up pretty it's much. It's been multiple like a trans- things. Yeah. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. I, think it was, I remember it was a, recently, the one I remember was, it was a transphobic post that they called her on and she kind of like doubled down on it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, yo, read the room, fam. Like, what's wrong with you? It was like completely unwarranted. She's transphobic. She's just, I mean, it, like, it, at that point, you just, she's just mad transphobic. Like, she it, doesn't it, care it to read the room. No- yeah, it was just like, like complete, you know what I mean, on some left field, didn't have any, like, no one was even talking about it. 
Yeah, it's like the middle of a pandemic. Everything's horrible yeah, right now. Shorty, She's just like, by the way, I don't think transgender women are women. Like, goddamn. Okay. Yeah, like on some. Hi to you too. Random, <laughs> like just came out of nowhere on some shit and was like, we weren't even talking about that. Okay, cool. Yeah. That. Yeah. So now it does make it a little awkward when you're trying to be allies to someone and you're, you know, but you're a fan of this person's work. It's like, oh shit yeah but i think like as i was talking to my friend about this yesterday i think as people like kind of like it it harks back to the restorative justice kind of conversation uh that's been coming up since we've been talking about police reform and things like that Mm -hmm. it's not i don't think it's conducive to pushing conversations forward to think in a black and white manner so it doesn't make like i can't just because I love Harry Potter doesn't mean that I can divorce that from J.K. Rowling being transphobic. And I think people feel like they have to pick a side, but like both can exist at the same time. Okay, I got, I got what you mean now. I get that. But thank you for giving us a do-over. I'm, I'm happy you're here. <laughs> Just we don't lose it again. <laughs> Do you? And it will be out sooner than one with us. It's going to be great. Okay. <laughs> Cool. Yes. You want to take this time and shout out like your socials, your pod, and things of that nature. The social mm-hmm. produce. Okay. Uh, you can listen to me talk all the time on Inner Ho Uprising podcast. Uh, <laughs> you can find Inner Ho Uprising by typing Inner Ho Uprising anywhere you listen to podcasts. That is Ho with an E at the end. Um, you can also go to our website, which is innerhoeuprising.com, or follow us on Instagram at innerhoeuprising, or Twitter at innerhoeuprising, without the G, because Twitter has character limits. And you can follow me at slamrid, that's S-L-A-M-R-I-D-D, on Instagram and Twitter. Marcus is yawning, so I'll just, I'll just leave it there. Yo. Oh, stop it. Yo. No, you can keep going. Stop it. That's oh the only God. things I had to say. It's fine. That's crazy. You, you can go like- to my personal website if you want to see the shit that I produce, but I don't really be like I don't like saying my last name on podcasts, so totally it's fine. It's fine. Well, anybody has last words that you want to say? You know, Good. you usually allow Jordan. That's it. What? What? <laughs> just did that sound? Anyway. You, you just ruined her whole last word just now. Like she I lied she- as she said it. <laughs> like she had her moment and you was like what say it again was like, ah, I just left the room you know what she just, just left the room bro yo just just add that old brother this guy stinks <laughs> just add that alright ladies and gentlemen clap it up clap it up clap it up yeah we really